Hello and welcome to Hanging Out with Hanging Eye, the best and official London Spitfire and British Hurricane fan podcast. I'm Lemon Tree. I'm Squiddy. I'm Kiwi. And we start this episode with, because of COVID, I know quite a few people have been laid off and or furloughed and been looking for and had a time to reflect on their work and maybe want a different path in life. And we have the opportunity for you. If you want to become the head coach of the Toronto Defiant, they have put out a, oh, what what's it called? Job advert? That's the phrasing, right? Job description. That's exactly yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they've put one out for well, looking for a head coach and it's, it's quite interesting because I don't think any of us have actually seen what goes into being a head coach, like the actual responsibilities needed for an for an owl coach and it's it's interesting seeing that they only technically it says here they meet with their players once every other week which doesn't seem enough <laughs> no that doesn't doesn't quite seem enough to uh to get that sort of one-on-one or well not even one-on-one that sort of team feedback maybe that's just you know i don't know like a formality like you'd hope that uh, the head coach would be, uh, you know, with the the players on a more daily basis. But I don't know. Maybe I haven't read this uh, this in absolute detail. Maybe it's more pivoted at like you're like the chief coach and you organise the coaches. I don't know. But that's not the way it seems to read. Uh, but yeah, really interesting to get this sort of insight into into the organisation. I think in the past there have been a couple of other sort of um, job postings because a lot of the time big corporations own these companies and it's got to go through you know, all the standard procedures. But it's always nice to get a, a, a little insight into uh, yeah, what they're looking for in, uh, in their staff and uh, seeing if we could, uh, we could ever do the job ourselves. <laughs> if you're wanting to go into that kind of thing in the future as well, it's always good to see an official advert mm. so you can kind of um, sort your CV out if you like. Yeah, absolutely. You can build your roadmap if you don't feel you quite meet that standard quite yet. Um, that I think the the key thing is experience in the Overwatch League and cont- and or contenders is also considered an asset, but is not ap- an absolute requirement, which is interesting. So I think between us, if we make an open division team, <laughs> one of us becomes a coach for it. We'll get. We'll, we'll try and push for that. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah. you two yeah. should fuse. <laughs> yeah, we both apply. Yeah, just fuse into one person. No, I think, <laughs> I think, I think our chances uh, could be benefited with that. And talking of other team news, not only uh, not not just Toronto are looking to hire someone new to their team. It is the charge with Nero who could be leaving, which. Is interesting. I know he's had quite a few visa issues with the team. Him and Neptuno, in fact, both have had massive visa issues with Gongjo. And it would be interesting. Where do you guys think if he did, would leave the charge, where would he go? Or where could he go? Oof, um, he's not kind of hinted towards... Normally, they'll drop hints at other players and things like that. There's been nothing in terms of that. So it's just looking at the standings and who could use that extra boost in uh, in DPS? Boston. Boston. <laughs> well, Jerry you don't even have to think. <laughs> Jerry and Nero. That's terrifying. 
I think. Uh, that that I, I I don't see it happening, but that's that would be a dream. Um, I think actually Toronto could be a a key player. Could be where he could um, Nero would could go. I know they have a already arguably stacked DPS lineup with agilities sure for Mister Logics himself. Um, this would just be another fantastic addition to that team. If they're looking for a uh, a new coach as well, it, it could be the time when roster shakeups happen. Absolutely, a new person comes in and with their own vision as to what they want it to be, and it, it's definitely not out of the realms of possibility. Lemon, uh, what do you think? Uh, well, it's always good to uh, when these things happen uh, to have a look at who uh, they've recently followed um, on Twitter. And just having a quick look through, uh, they followed a couple of Direwolves players uh, quite recently. So I'm not saying for certain, but uh, one, two, three. They fo- uh, Nero's recently followed four Direwolves players in a row. Uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe the Direwolves, who I think are uh, contenders. I forget what division they're in. Uh, uh, no, you are right. We've got a lot of Oceanic. Aussie players. Oceanic region the oceanic region so there you go yeah i'm not saying it's like definitive but that those things are normally uh smoking guns of of some kind um but he's a he's a quality player um i'd imagine he you know i don't want to besmirch uh contenders or, or what have you but you, you'd like to think he could definitely continue in in overwatch league capacity um i think he's definitely still good enough for that level um no doubt about that but uh but yeah i don't yeah don't know it'll be interesting to see where, where he does go Absolutely, and keeping with the theme of where players might go, it is now official Pine is LFT, and I think we discussed this last week. It's going to be, whoever's going to pick him up is going to have what an absolute all-star player. Yeah, the big plays that Pine is able to, uh, again, we did mention it last week, but yeah, I just want to see him back in the league, really. Um, It won't be quite the same. Not you know seeing him in person. I think that was part of his energy was sort of the the vibe he brought to the stage. And if um, you know in person events don't happen, which is looking continually likely, uh, at least for a little while, then you know you sort of miss a bit there. But he's he's such a quality player and really has those pop off moments, those clicking head moments, which you know in my opinion are what you know high level Overwatch is all about. Um, the oohs and the ahs uh, that he can cause. But yeah, uh, again, you'd think Overwatch League, but Hey, we'll see. Who knows? I'm pretty sure, though, didn't he leave mainly because of goats? Um, I think... Like, with his signature as Widow, right? Yeah. So, as a Widow player, can you imagine how sucky goats it'd be? Oh, yeah, I remember. It was actually the start of this season with the New York homestand. Uh, I think it was the first match, actually, New York v. London, and he came out with the flag and everything. Still such a key member of this team, but just really couldn't fit in at any point, which was unfortunate because I know as the season progressed, he was able to do... Oh, Widow became actually... And Ash became quite significant parts of the matter, and it's annoying we weren't able to see him. But hopefully, in Season 4, we'll get to see him pop off. Uh, Big Boss Pine will hopefully return. I'd, I'd love to see him back on New York. It won't be a, an all-stars session without um, the big boss just clicking all the heads in the uh, 1v1s. 
yeah, it'll be absolutely great to see the big boss back in the league. But currently, I would say who is possibly becoming one of the big, bad DPS players of the league is Arns. And Kiwi, you were able to get give us some statistics on EMP rates uh, or times this season. And Arns was able to get an EMP in 62 seconds. And as soon as you gave me the stat, I was like, what is actually slower than an Arns EMP? My first thought was a Bustler's Burger. <laughs> what? Like, you put it in the microwave... Right, and it's like a minute one side, and you've got to flip it and do a minute on the other side. Arns <laughs> can get two, more nearly two EMPs in the time it takes to cook a Rustler's. That is true. I can't say I have a lot of experience with Rustler's burgers. I am <laughs> vegetarian. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, there's. I've got a whole list here and the, the times <laughs> that some of these Sombras are... A hit in their EMP is absolutely disgusting. Like, you've got Hisu, like, eight seconds behind him. Uh, BQB on 72 seconds. KSP on 75. Like, the the longest is 100 seconds. So even then, it's within a minute and a half, which is just day. That's ridiculous. It just shows you how much value these professional DPS players can get, uh against really some good opposition as well and i think if sombra is going to be a big part of these grand finals it's going to be some amazing sombra play we get to see you've got to feel like sombra is going to be a massive part as long as hog is um she's one of the biggest weaknesses to roadhog so as long as he's still such a big obstacle no one's not gonna run her um but yeah you're completely right if hog's there we expect to see sombra How do we segue into stat of the week? I mean, it is a Arn's EMP is a stat. So, I mean, it's still you can sort. All right. Are we going to mention anything about the uh, All Star skins as well? Oh my god! Of course, Celestial Diva and Gaia Rhine. Absolutely, I completely forgot. Um... My pup has been really quiet for far too long and it's really worrying me. <laughs> All right, hang on. Um, so, uh, no, well, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Uh, this weekend, uh, we were able to get, not only did Zoe actually return to the broadcast, which was fantastic, it was great to see her back uh, for this weekend's Overwatch, we were a- also able to see... Uh, the new all-star skins, one for Diva and one for Vina. And I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on that. Because I absolutely adore that Diva skin. But I'm not too big on that Vine skin. You want to take this first, Lemon? I, I'm sort of on board with you there. Uh, I think the Diva skin is always a lot, uh, is definitely a lot cooler to me um, than the Rhine skin is. Not that I'm, you know, not to besmirch the Rhine skin. Uh, but I think it's almost like too similar to um, Grief Hearts, I think it is, uh, like the overgrown skin. Like I know it's, it is obviously different in different ways, but it's still that sort of like earthy sort of vibe, which is sort of already like kind of covered for Ryan. Whereas, yeah, the Diva skin is like really impressive to me. Uh, you know, if I'm only going to buy one, uh, I'm getting that Diva skin for sure. I think it's a really cool take. Um, 
But again, I, I watched the video uh, that they released, which I encourage you all to do if you haven't, where they spoke about, you know, the design philosophy behind how they came up with it and s- some of the past ones as well. Um, and yeah, it's just su- such a cool way, you know, the, the earth and the sky. And yeah, no, personally, I prefer the Div one, but uh, yeah, nothing's not to take away from the from the Ryan one. That is pretty cool as well. The, uh, the Devo one's the Atlantic skin, right? So it'd be our region? It would be our region, yeah. Yes. I feel like, do you not think it's very, not similar because the colouring is completely different, but tonally it's very, very similar to the theme of Atlantic Mercy from last year? Kind of, yeah, because I think Mercy was Moon versus like Lucio's son. So yeah, I, I, I get like the crossover your yes sky and moon and yeah and i suppose the atlantic always takes on that sort of blue sort of sheen going back to tracer in that first year Um, yeah yeah it's very on brand and i love it but i have to say i'm one of the only people who is actually loving the rhine skin (laughs) i will 100% be getting the diva skin i play a lot of diva but the rhine skin for me just takes me back to the Arissa. Mm. Oh my god, I can't remember. I'm having a complete mind melt and I can't remember the name that of the forest, skin now. The forest one. Yeah. Uh, forest for, spirit, Is it forest spirit? Yeah. And I just think if you had both of those, if Double Shield makes a comeback and you have both of those at the same time, it's just going to look beautiful. Well, that's interesting. That's why I kind of don't actually like the vine skin because I'm like, oh, I've seen that skin, but on Orissa. I kind of wanted something <laughs> slightly different. But, I mean, it, it, not to say it's not a good skin. It's just, if I've got one on a, for Arissa, and I'm a ter- I, I think it's more down to the fact I'm a very terrible wine heart, and I play Arissa <laughs> more than I do wine. <laughs> so I'll be, so I, I'll see that skin more on Arissa than just I would on wine. So much salt. My personal biases have got in the way there. Yeah, if you're going to draw comparisons, you've got to look at little elements of Diva's mech and um, there's very obvious comparisons there to the Summer Games Mercy skin, uh, the Winged Victory. So they are recycling little bits, but overall I think they've done an absolutely bang on job with these two. I think it's better than the, uh, what was it, the uh, MV, the skin for the shock their championship oh skin. the doom fest yeah oh dear I'm, god yeah i i think it's it's definitely we're much happier with these two than we were with that mm. mm-hmm. absolutely and then looking uh at this weekend uh not only do we get um some more fan- great skins for the game but we also can bring to you this week the stats or stats of the week lemon take it away well, our highlight stat of the week this week is Profit hitting the almighty barrier of 10,000 eliminations in the Overwatch League, making him the first player uh, to do so. And of course, the majority of those he probably achieved while on Spitfire, uh, being a member of the Spitfire roster for uh, more time than he's been on Soul. So, you know, we can totally take the, uh, take the, we'll take the credit set, take the credit on that one. And uh, a little stat, uh, Washington, while they went really far in this tournament and did a lot better than, uh, than many people would have thought, they still, as of the 2020 season, for the 2020 season, have a 0% win rate on map fives. I think that is absolutely, uh, first of all, co- absolute congratulations to Profit hitting that incredible um, barrier, essentially. I think this kind of cements him as 
I think if there is going to be an Overwatch Hall of Fame, he will be in that mm. very, very easily. He is one of the best and players of the league. Uh, I will always remember Volskaya Grand Finals, where him and Birdring nearly took the point like immediately from a Poco bomb. <laughs> uh, but so, congratulations to him. And it is just incredible that Washington staff. I, I, I can't believe it. I don't. They've done incredibly well this season it, to be that bad on map 5 do they just run out of gas like is the stamina the endurance not there is it something that not a full roster shake up but maybe bring in someone with a bit more longevity in or is it just bad luck no I think I if know. it was bad luck they would have won at least one or two but have zero win nothing there's, there's an issue there I mean, they were only in four map fives, so maybe statistically, uh, you know, there isn't a big enough sample size. Uh, there's only one other team on this list, um, Vancouver Titans, who've lost uh, three map five, who have been in three map fives and lost two of them. So, you know, maybe if they played a few more map fives, they might be able to even out a bit. But, uh, but yeah, really surprising. Zero percent. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, one stat to actually continue into next season and see if it is, if they keep with the... More, a more or less same roster. See if mm. that uh, continues. The curse of map five. Curse of map five, indeed. Uh, and then we also last week tried to predict who our final four, uh, fight the for finalists for these grand finals this season, and we all got one wrong. All different ones as well. Uh, Lemon, you got the NA region completely perfect. Whereas me and Kiwi, we got the APAC region uh, perfect. And spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this weekend's uh, games, probably pause at this point because we are going to spoil who are the four finalists. So we have Fusion, Shock, Soul, and the Shanghai Dragons. And I just want to take stock to like, do we think that these four teams, I would say, deserve to be the four finalists? I think from the American, North American perspective, I think it's sort of undisputable that uh, San Francisco Shock and Fusion, uh, you know, are one and two, the best two teams in North America. You might be able to make arguments for Paris. I know uh, editor-in-chief Cam was quite the uh, <laughs> the, the Paris fanboy. Um, and they did have their, their moments, no doubt, you know, winning a, a tournament throughout the year. But I think consistently over the course of the year, regardless of meta, I think... We've known that those two were sort of the shining lights. And uh, likewise, dragon dragons in the Asia region. Seoul have sort of crept in a little bit here. They weren't... I suppose it's a bit easier in the Asia region where it's like a smaller field of competitors. So, you know, one lucky win here or there, you can fall out or fall in uh, to the bracket. But, um, you know, not to besmirch Seoul at all. Like, they, they played well throughout the year. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if many beginning of season predictions would have them as one of the the four best teams in in the Overwatch League. Uh maybe I'm wrong there, but uh but hey that's the way it's panned out. No, absolutely, but there's been a lot this season that you just wouldn't have expected. You could not mm. have called at the beginning. Like who would have called Washington doing as badly as they did and then out of nowhere just destroying the playoffs? Mm. No. Who would have called uh Vancouver having the, the massive internal issues that they did. Really, and I Dallas think. imploding. Yeah, absolutely. This, this season has been completely unpredictable, but really, 
Fusion Shock and Dragons. You, you, I think you would have been a smart person to maybe hedge your bets on them at the start of the season. But Lemon, you're right. I think Soul, they they seem to be channeling that inner Spitfire <laughs> of season one. <laughs> Just, I mean, it is I, half the team. It is half the the roster, but uh, it seems to be that they they haven't had a terrible season, but it's not been great. And then as soon as it gets to playoffs, suddenly they look incredible. They look terrifyingly good. And I think they, with their run that they have had, I think they do, they have earned, well, they have obviously earned their place in it. But I think even against some NA sides, I think they'd be beating uh, uh, Paris or LA Valiant uh, or Florida, the fourth, fifth and third seeds. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just happy to finally see NA versus APAC. Mm. <laughs> like, finally. Yeah, that's what the whole season's build, building up for. And, uh, you know, throughout the season, we've spoken about how, you know, the ultimate showdown uh, is going to be when Shock, hopefully, Touchwood, finally play the Dragons. And we can have um, the two best teams over the course of the season uh, play each other and see who uh, who really comes out on top. No, absolutely it's gonna these grand finals i think are going to be absolutely incredible and actually g- good for our time zone as they're in asia we'll be able to wake up in the morning and they will be on so it's are they no, normally between 9 and 11 uh, i would believe so or maybe 11 to 1 um but no more like midnight to a 2 a.m watchers for these grand finals like the last two seasons so from our perspective as UK fans, even though there's no London Spitfire team, we can still cheer on our old boys in Seoul. <laughs> Question is, boys, who's your money on? I think now, Fusion. Bold. Bold, bold, bold. Uh, <laughs> I'm going shock, personally. Um yeah, gotta go shock. They are, um, they've just been the best over the whole season. Uh, I think they've got that sort of mental, um, that mental advantage over Fusion if they do end up coming up against them again. Um, again, it's sort of a bit of a wild card when we smash East and West together. Um, but I think uh, the way that Shock are coached, I think they're going to be able to come out on top. But you know, if they end up against the Dragons in the final, which is what I expect, against an MVP caliber. Uh, DPS player um, who knows but yes for now shock for me and Kiwi oh, you know me and you probably both Chengdu hunters <laughs> Chengdu <laughs> uh, you're probably both predicting I'm going to go with the biggest underdog I'm going to say Soul um, and while I would 100% love 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 beyond belief for that to be the case I am going to use my brain a little bit on this one um and okay. I'm not Interesting gonna move. I know, right? Big brain time. <laughs> I'm not gonna agree with either of you two because that is not my style. Um I'm gonna say dragons. Yeah, I can't knock it. I can't knock it. That's uh I, I went with Flatter two. for MVP. I'm gonna stick by him and uh, and say that he's gonna turn the tide and just please God anyone but shock. Anyone but shock. You, no one likes seeing a repeat champion. Uh, and I, I think, yeah, 
I, I can absolutely empathize with that. And I think really, arguably, the even bigger question on this is if the Fusion do win, will Chipsa be an Overwatch League champion? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he does, all his streams will be Owl Champion plays Overwatch or plays Among Us, plays whatever else. Like, was it Lemon? Did you say earlier on how much playtime he'd actually got on this season? Well, he played one map, didn't he? He played Oasis. And fell off it. Once. <laughs> Punched so, yeah. his way off the side. However long it takes to complete uh, an Oasis map, which, I don't know, 10 minutes, 10 maybe? minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not long. I mean, there's no shame in catapulting yourself off the edge of a map. We've we've seen multiple people do it this season. It was, it was tactical. It, yeah. uh, if we go back, it was a very tactical jump. And yeah, I think if he does, it will be the meme... It would be the meme of the year, <laughs> essentially. We can ignore what we said in the Golden Spanners. If Fusion win and Chipsu is an owl champion, that is the meme. You of. know for a fact he'll be the one that they choose to interview afterwards. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and just before we wrap up this podcast, yeah, we hadn't mentioned it at the beginning because I think he's going to be such an important part of this Dragons roster. But yes, Fletcher won the season MVP. And how big... Influence, do you think he will have on these grand finals? Uh, I mean, as as a standout player that he is, uh, you know, absolutely, he's going to have a massive, a massive um, impact. And I guess that's what is that what you might argue separates um, the shock and the dragons is. I, you know, I'm not going to criticize uh, Shock's uh, DPS line at all. Not when you've got players of the quality of Arns and Striker and you know, all, you know, Rascal, all the players that they do have. But um, none of them have sort of been doing it at the level that Flet has been doing it for like for this long. He's got that years of consistency um, behind him. He's got a stat named after him, as I think we've mentioned in the, in the past, and that sort of experience on a bigger stage um, might might you know, put him ahead. Arns, he's a rookie this year. And like, while he might play similar sort of heroes to Fletter, he hasn't been, he hasn't been under this much pressure before. And maybe that will get to him and that might impact the shock. And no, he's absolutely going to play a massive, a massive role a well-deserved uh, MVP um, winner. I, I I can't see anyone having any problem with him winning it. Uh, and if you do, uh, at me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kiwi, I, you you had him as your MVP. You have Dragons winning the overall grand finals. You think he's going to have a big impact, I assume. Oh, God, yeah. Like, you can't see it, but maybe you can hear it. I've got the smuggest smile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to say I told you so, boys, but I told you so. Um, Flatter, if for any reason you hear this podcast, at me. <laughs> got you back. Got you back. But yeah, I think on a serious note, I mean, I'd probably die um, if I got a DM or a mention from Flutter on Twitter. Um, but if it comes down to Shock versus Shanghai, which I've got a gut feeling it might, it's going to come down to that experience. It's going to come down to not only who wants it more, but who can keep a calm head in that situation? And Lemon, like you said, Anz is a rookie. Um, mm. That doesn't mean he can't keep a cool head, but we've seen consistently time after time that not only is Flat a damn good at his job, 
but he always does it in such a, a calm and composed manner. And I think that rubs off on your teammates as well. So for me, he's absolutely going to have the edge in this. And as well as being season MVP, cannot wait for the skin, by the way. Um, I do think he's going to add Owl season three champion to that list as well. Yeah, and he may even add Owl Grand, Owl Grand Finals MVP to that list as well. We'll have to wait and see on, I think, October 10th are the Grand Finals. And I think that will do it for this week's episode. Thank you all so very much for watching. We hope you've enjoyed. If you do want to get involved, please go down and comment below. Uh, or you can follow us and get involved with us on Twitter. You can follow me at Squiddy57. You can follow me on Twitter at NevetLT, that's N-E-V-E-T-S-L-T, and chips are played 8 minutes and 18 seconds, um, just nice. as a callback to earlier. Nice. So. Thank you, stats man. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me, yes you, Flair, at KiwiKashu on Twitter. Uh, and don't forget to follow our producer, editor-in-chief, the person who makes this show uh, sound as good as it does, uh, Cam, you can follow him on his uh, more uh, official Twitter of at uh, Captain Zep or his more Overwatch oriented one of at Canverwatch. And also, don't forget our GM, our even higher up than Cam, our <laughs> Lord and Saviour Oak, had recently had an interview with Trid with Barclays Game about uh, esports in general and the community, and it's actually a fantastic watch. So please, there'll be a link in the description. Please go and watch that. And of course, as always, be sure to join us in the Hangar 9 Discord, uh, where you can hang out and chat with your fellow engineers, and we will no doubt be hosting uh, digital viewing parties. You can watch the games along and chat and have discussions and shout at each other about who should have won MVP. <laughs> Absolutely, and don't forget, so this Friday we have a games night where I am still trying to get my first win in Fall Guys. we got to believe. Come along. <laughs> come on and join our games room to either watch me or join me and actually try and help me get that first win and uh, for the first time in actually quite a while we'll be having a widow tourney on the 26th of Sep- i was about to say january we're not <laughs> known in of september and i think we're looking forward to having a new one or a new widow tourney because it's been quite a while since we've had kind of that competitive uh, gaming in the Discord, so it'll be interesting to see who will come out on top. Do we really need to get more competitive with each other? Yes, <laughs> absolutely, we do. So yes, smash that subscribe button and like and follow and all that good stuff. And until next time, wash your hands, hang loose, and aces high. <laughs>